Welcome to Pop Culture Crush. I'm your host, Jessica. Well, we have another birthday coming at you today. The guy that was probably the biggest heartthrob when I was in, I'd say, middle school, high school. You guessed it. It's Leonardo DiCaprio, who is 45 years old today. Gosh, I cannot believe he's 45. That's so weird. Now, to be totally honest, I only ever had a mild crush on him, but I had a friend that was obsessed with him. Jolene, if you're listening to this, you know I'm talking about you, lady. But like back then, I don't know if you remember, girls had books and posters and magazines, etc. And I would say the closest I came to having a crush on him or when I was kind of into him was probably like the Romeo Juliet Titanic era of his career, which both make an appearance on my list. So speaking of lists, Today, we are obviously doing my five favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movies. I'll be straight up honest, nostalgia definitely influenced this list. (laughs) So, all right, here we go. Number five, Shutter Island. It was released in 2010, and it's set in 1954, and it's about a U.S. marshal that investigates the disappearance of a murderer who escaped from a hospital for the criminally insane. The crazy thing is, I always forget that Martin Scorsese directed this film. It just doesn't scream Scorsese to me, and maybe that's why I like it. Not that I don't like Scorsese movies. I do not want to open that can of worms. But it just doesn't feel like a typical one of his movies. So a little trivia for you. It's the only movie of the partnership between Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio that failed to receive any Oscar nominations. Gangs of New York, The Aviator, The Departed, and The Wolf of Wall Street all received Oscar nominations, including for Best Picture. Also, it's, I don't know, there's just something about seeing DiCaprio in a neo-noir psychological thriller. It was, I just, it was so different for him. And I think that's why I like it. And he really leans into it. And it's just really creepy. And his emotions in this movie are just fantastic. And it just messes with your mind. And it's just, I really like this movie. So yeah, it's fantastic. Number four, Inception. It was released in 2010, and it's about a thief who steals corporate secrets through the use of dream-sharing technology and is given the inverse task of planting an idea into the mind of a CEO. A little trivia on the movie. Leonardo DiCaprio was writer, producer, and director Christopher Nolan's and producer's Emma Thompson's only choice for the role of Cobb. It took nearly eight years for Christopher Nolan to write the screenplay for this movie. Uh, Christopher Nolan's first movie since his feature debut following that is completely original work. All of his movies between them are either remakes or based on comics, novels, or short stories. That's a little trivia for you. I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm like afraid to say this, but I honestly just saw this movie like two years ago. I think, like around two, three years ago. I avoided it because I was just so afraid of it messing with my head. And I was right. It definitely messed with my head. But my husband really likes the movie and got me to watch it. And it's fantastic. It's 
it's great. It's it definitely messes with you. But I was really into it. And I can see what all the hype was about. So that's why that is my number four. Number three, Catch Me If You Can. It was released in 2002, co-starring Tom Hanks. And it's about a seasoned FBI agent pursuing Frank, who, before his 19th birthday, successfully forged millions of dollars worth of checks while posing as a Pan Am pilot, a doctor, and a legal prosecutor. And if I remember, this is loosely based on a real guy, which is crazy. A little trivia, Steven Spielberg's original choice for the role of Frank was Johnny Depp. Leonardo DiCaprio was an ironic choice for the lead, Frank, because he, the real Frank, was known to have resembled an adult as a young age, while in Hollywood, Leo is known for his very young appearance despite his age. So that's kind of fun. Now this next trivia is going to be one where I'm going to give you the trivia question and then you have to wait to the end of the podcast to get the answer. Okay, so don't cheat. The concluding part of Steven Spielberg's unofficial Running Man trilogy, quote-unquote Running Man trilogy, which other two movies in the early 2000s were part of this trilogy? So it's unofficial, but... It's three movies where it's about kind of the main character that's on the run. So you got this one, Catch Me If You Can, but what are the other two Spielberg movies? So think about it. Early 2000s, Running Man. So the reason I picked this movie is just because it's fun. It's a fun Catch Em If You Can movie, kind of keeps you on your toes. Plus, I really think Leonardo and Hanks play off each other really well. And also, Leo actually makes you feel sorry for this kid, even though he's a fugitive. And I think that takes a lot of skill because you got to be charming and you really got to get the audience to root for you, even though you're, quote unquote, the bad guys. And yeah, it's just a really fun movie. Okay, number two, Romeo and Juliet. This movie was released in 1996, co-starring Claire Danes. It's the classic story of Romeo and Juliet set in a modern-day city of Verona Beach. A little trivia for you. Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio initially did not get along well on set. Danes accused DiCaprio of being immature, while DiCaprio said Danes was just uptight. But what's funny is Leonardo DiCaprio fought for Claire Danes to win the role of Juliet after she impressed him with her line delivery, And the fact that she was the only actress to look him straight in the eye. So this movie, you're probably wondering why not one of his other big ones. (laughs) Honestly, I was late middle school, early high school. So of course this stuck out to me. And that's when I kind of got the Leo crush that all the other girls had. With this movie, what girl didn't want a boy to love them that much? I mean, it's classic. It's the classic... You're not supposed to be together, but you want to be together. And a guy loves you so much that he basically wants to die for you. I mean, that is young girl gold right there. (laughs) But, you know, it's not just that. I think he did a great job in this movie. Uh, There's a scene, if you've seen the movie, where, he, you know, obviously he thinks Juliet's dead. And the speech he gives, and it just breaks your heart. And it still gets to me even to this day, yeah, I just, 
this one's a nostalgia pick. I fully get that. My number one is also a nostalgia pick, and it's Titanic. This was in 1997, which that's kind of crazy. 1996, Romeo and Juliet. 19, I mean, he's had a, a really quick turnaround for his career. Uh, 1997 was released, and it was co-starring Kate Winslet. And it's about a 17-year-old aristocrat who falls in love with a kind but poor artist aboard the luxurious, ill-fated Titanic. I have several trivia things about this because there's so much trivia. Seriously, on all these movies, I get all my trivia from Internet Movie Database. So you should go there because there's tons more trivia. But here's just some of the ones that kind of stuck out to me. After finding out that she had to be naked in front of Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet decided to break the ice. And when they first met, she flashed him. Go Kate. (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet committed to the film even before the script was written on the basis only of a 165-page outline that James Cameron had written. That is, that's crazy. This is also one, and I actually looked further into this trivia. On the final night of shooting in Nova Scotia, one or more criminals mixed PCP, or angel dust, into the clam chowder served to the cast and crew. So I went, I looked this up on, I think it's Snoops or Snopes. I mean, I looked everywhere, and it is legit true. James Cameron was even one of them that ate this clam chowder and people just started tripping out on set. It was one of the last nights they have to this day. They still have no clue who did it. They think it was a disgruntled employee, but they, I mean, they have no idea even how many people got sick, but a lot of people got sick. So you should go look this up because I, I don't think I knew this. And so I thought for sure it was fake, but no, it really happened. Bill Paxton who was in the movie, talked about it, I guess, in several interviews because he was also one of them that ate it. And they all thought they had food poisoning until people were like tripping hard on this. (laughs) So if you want more detail, go check it out. Okay, last trivia question. And this is going to be another one that you'll just have to wait a little bit longer to find out the answer. But on the set of Titanic, Leonardo DiCaprio's pet was run over by a truck. But with some TLC, DiCaprio nursed him to health. What kind of animal was it? Was it A, a chinchilla, B, a ferret, or C, a lizard? All right. So those are your three. We'll come back to those in a second. So the friend I was talking about earlier, Jolene, who was a huge, huge, huge Leonardo DiCaprio fan, her and I went and saw this, I'm pretty sure, opening weekend. And... I don't know if you guys remember this, if you saw it originally, maybe a lot of you haven't, but when we went and saw it, it actually had an intermission at the movie theater. Like, that's how long this movie was. We were not used to those kind of movies, but this was a huge, huge movie. And again, if you didn't have a crush on him from Romeo and Juliet, you probably had a crush on him from this movie because, again, a huge love story which most girls, guys, anybody love. The story was heartbreaking. And (laughs) and I'll just say that it took me quite a while to forgive Kate Winslet for not at least trying to get Leonardo out of the water. 
I know it's still talked about to this day, but I genuinely was upset with her for quite a long time. And I think what also makes this movie so spectacular is you can tell that it took a lot emotionally and physically for these actors to even like do this epic movie. I mean, I can't even imagine what they had to go through. And if again, if you go to IMDb, it tells a lot of stuff. I mean, they got sick. They got hurt. It was grueling. But you know what? They did an amazing job. They seriously, they they really pulled it off. And one last crazy fact, my husband, Coco, has not seen this movie. Can you believe this? So after this, we definitely need to remedy that. And I'm going to have him sit down. It's a long ass movie. But even if we have to break it up, I'm going to get him to watch this because it's epic. And I think all people should at least just watch it one time. Don't you? Anyway. All right. That's my pop five. But I need to give you some trivia. All right. So the first question, the concluding part of Steven Spielberg's unofficial Running Man trilogy, which other two movies in the early 2000s were part of this trilogy? So, two movies that Spielberg did about people running away or on the run in the early 2000s. The first one is AI Artificial Intelligence from 2001. And it continued with, ready? Minority Report in 2002. So, those were that, those three are supposedly the quote unquote Running Man trilogy, the unofficial Running Man trilogy. All right, and the second question. On the set of Titanic, Leonardo DiCaprio's pet was run over by a truck, but with some TLC, DiCaprio nursed him to health. What kind of animal was it? Was it A, a chinchilla, B, a ferret, or C, lizard? What do you think? What would Leonardo DiCaprio have as a pet? The answer is C, a lizard, which really surprised me. I don't know why. I guess I just, maybe it was a really large lizard. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> someone look that up and let me know. What kind of lizard did Leonardo DiCaprio have in when he was shooting Titanic? So I do want to make, that's it, but I do want to make note, I have not seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That is definitely one on my list. So that that's the reason that one isn't on there. And I also know I'm leaving off some really big hits here. But like I've said before, I go off of how many times I've watched a movie or if the movie has special meaning to me or I'm really big on nostalgia. So a lot of times I don't go by critical success. And let's be honest, I don't think a lot of people do, but they may just say they do. And maybe you do. And that's great. And that's what's amazing about having an opinion. Uh, so I you know, sorry, I didn't have any bigger ones on there. <laughs> I think Titanic's epic enough, though. Thank you. So that's it. That's my pop five. What are your favorite DiCaprio movies? You should, you know, find me on Instagram or Facebook on Twitter and let me know what yours are. What are your favorites? And you can find me on all those places when you see the pink background with the TV with the heart. That's me. Come check me out. All right. That's it. I'm out. Catch you next time. Bye.